gospel is recorded by Luke chapter 8, starting with the C clause of verse 40 and 2. Luke 8, 42, C clause. From the English Standard Version, the word of God reads thusly. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. Would everybody say 12 years? Though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed anymore by anyone. Came up behind him and touched him, touched the fringe of his garment. Immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touch me. I perceive that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw she was not hidden. She came trembling, falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. If you would just for a few moments pray with me and go with me this morning. I want to tag this title in our exchange and label our lesson 12 Years a Slave. My God. I am just by nature student of history. Oftentimes I am embarrassed when I come across our own history and I don't know it. I'm talking to us right now. I wish many or more of us would be embarrassed by the history that we don't know, but I don't want you embarrassed because you don't know it. Much of our history has been hidden from us. There is a story of a man and it just amazed me. I only learned this story a few years ago. His name is Solomon Northrup. Solomon was an artisan, a craftsman, and a musician who lived in Saratoga, New York, a free black man in the mid-1800s. Uh, not only free, but upwardly mobile and even wealthy. 
Solomon was one day approached by a, a rolling circus and two men approached him and while his wife, who also had a job, was out of town working. He did not consult with her and they offered him a high paying job to play his instrument on this traveling circus and took him down to the lower parts of New York and eventually got to Washington, D.C. And Solomon woke up one morning, had been sold off a free man into slavery. Having been sold off into slavery, he eventually was transferred to the south. And when he got down to the south, he came upon many, many terrible slave owners. And for 12 long years, he suffered as a slave. And I want to use that story to introduce that we have a text here for 12 long years, a woman has suffered. Being a slave to a disease that nobody could help her with. And that's where we want to start out today that we see in the story Jesus in, in this gospel. Luke, I love Luke's gospel because Luke's gospel is a gospel for everybody. Luke has a funny thing that he does. Luke, is, everybody is prominent, even folk on the fringes and outside of society. In Luke's Gospels, it's really the outsiders who are the insiders, and it's those who are close to the, close to the Jewish religion who think that they are on the inside that are really on the outside. Luke says, no, if you're on the outside, you're really closer to Jesus. And somebody ought to be praising God right now because you may have not grown grown up in the church you may have not grown up around religious tradition but thank God that God looks on the outside and can pull folk in from the outside Luke starts this his his gospel story with two women strangely enough he lifts up Elizabeth the mother of John the Baptist and then he lifts up Mary the mother of Jesus they are exalted women and they are the main characters in the beginning of the book but when you get down to chapter 8 he lifts up again two women if you go back up to verse 40 there is a man who comes to Jesus his name is they told me in school Jairus but I grew up in the church, and, and, and I heard old Baptist preachers, they called him J-Iris. But his man, they came, and he came to Jesus, bowed down to Jesus, and he was not only just a man, but he was a ruler of the synagogue. He was a wealthy man. He was a prominent man. He was a big man in town, but he had a problem. The Bible says his daughter was dying. I want to pause parenthetically there and say it don't matter who you are, how much you have, what you think you don't have, who you think you are, how much influence you have, you can have problems too. But his daughter is dying. But then when we're introduced to J. Iris, and strangely enough, his daughter who's dying is 12 years Old. It is it is the year leading up to her bat misfit. She is going to move and transition from a young girl in society to a woman, but she's dying. But while Jesus is moving, another woman shows up. 
And if you've been in the church any length of time, this woman is a pretty familiar woman. For she is a woman who comes to Jesus and for 12 years she has been suffering from a discharge of blood. That, that this woman is amazing to me because it lets me know that even if you're suffering, that you don't have to live your life in shame. I wish somebody heard me right there. That, that even if you are suffering, suffering solitarily, it doesn't have to lead you to shame. This woman, even though she was suffering, she was bleeding, y'all, she still had enough sense to know that there's somebody in town that can help me. Now, uh, look at her suffering. She has gone to physicians during these 12 years and spent all she had. She has suffered under many physicians. Don't y'all see it as funny that a physician is writing the story? Physicians couldn't help the woman, but then there's a great physician that she's on her way to see says that she suffered for 12 long years, y'all. And if y'all will, I want to kind of paint the picture that she is bleeding, y'all. I know it don't sound good. She's bleeding, and can't you see her in this crowd? There's a crowd pressing against Jesus. She ain't supposed to be there. According to the Levitical law, if you had a sickness, she not only couldn't be there, she was supposed to separate from her own husband and she was supposed to separate from anybody else because she was unclean. But I thank God that she had enough uh, solidarity, enough, enough in her spirit to say, I don't care what I'm dealing with. I don't care how long I've been suffering. I need to get to somebody so I ain't ashamed. She, she pressed through this crowd and uh, don't know what she smelled like. Don't know how filthy she was. Don't know if her clothes were stained with blood. But y'all don't know that there's somebody in the crowd who can help me in my situation. I'm trying to help somebody. Come on, no matter how y'all. Come on, the labor and a heavy laden that Jesus said, I will. Give your rest. She's suffering, y'all, but she ain't shameful. Suffering for 12 long years. As I was studying the text, I wondered. For years when I heard this text preached, I wondered. Uh, we oftentimes think this lady is an old woman. But because of the introduction of J. Iris' daughter, maybe she was at her bat mitzvah when J. Iris' daughter was born. And so she's a young lady having to deal with this problem all the time. I'm just trying to help somebody out. Don't matter what your age is. Suffering can get everybody. 
It don't even matter if you standing up here preaching. I know what I'm talking about. I was at the hospital that suffering can get everybody. Uh, just let the sun come up and go down a few more times and suffering is coming for you. Uh, she has been suffering for 12 long years and has a discharge of blood and spent all she had and could not be healed. See this woman. Broke, busted, and disgusted. But not shameful. Uh, she's in the crowd and she says she comes, she makes up in her own mind that I, I, I know it's a crowd of folk, but I got to touch somebody specifically. Says that she came up from behind him and touched the fringe of his garment and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. Uh, that even though your suffering shouldn't lead to shame, you ought to have the fortitude to seek out the Savior. That, 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 that's who she came for. She came to find Jesus. And on Sunday morning at Lilburn, Georgia in Salem Missionary Baptist Church, did you come? Seek it, the Savior. I know y'all look good this morning. You're wearing your finest clothes this morning, but did you come seeking the Savior? Every time you wake up, you ought to seek somebody who can heal any disease that you may have. Seek the Savior. She came to, to seek the Savior, and she touched his garment. Uh, don't get caught up in Jesus' clothes. God have mercy. Because his clothes didn't heal her, y'all. Uh, that's the punchline of the text. We can't get there yet, but his, his clothes didn't heal her. She, she know who he was. And because who he was was who he was, she said, if I can touch him, then... Something odd happens. The Bible says in Luke, the, Luke is the great, this physician. I love Luke because he gives us some medical terminology that the other gospel writers don't do. Matthew, Mark say that the woman simply was healed. Luke didn't say she was healed. Luke said that the fountain of her blood dried up. I got to go back to my roots. King James says the, the fountain of her blood just dried out. It says here that the blood ceased. And uh, my Holy Ghost mind jumped on me, y'all. That when she touched Jesus, all she did was exchange her flow for his flow. Don't you know there is a fountain filled with blood and drawn from Emmanuel's vein and sinners plump beneath the flood and lose all 
fountain. So rich as we cast our poor soul at the same as he blinded today and be ready to bring glory. Her blood stopped. Looking forward to his blood to flow. Uh, She sought the Savior. And her blood ceased from running. Can't you thank God that you ain't bleeding no more? I know we still got issues, but we ain't bleeding no more because his blood has washed us whiter than snow. That, that she, her suffering didn't lead her to shame that she sought the Savior, but uh, also, y'all, because you seek the Savior, and she touched him and her blood dried up. She found her place of safety. Y'all go with me. Jesus said, who was it that touched me? And anybody ever been in a crowd of folk? Uh, some years ago, matter of fact, 2008, Quantricia and I, we had the privilege of going to D.C. for President Obama's inauguration. I don't know, he's still my president. Y'all, President Obama's <laughs> inauguration. And the crowd was the worst thing I had ever seen, but it was the best thing. You have to know, me and my wife, we are when we go together, we stay together. But Quantricia doesn't like crowds. And thank God on that day, y'all, she had a white tam on because she left me <laughs> on several occasions in the crowd. Y'all, the crowd was so tight in D.C. that sometimes my feet were not even on the ground. Can you imagine because of what Jesus had already done? We're talking about somebody who done healed everybody he's come in contact with. And this woman came through and touched him and Jesus said, who touched me? And when he asked the question, I can imagine his disciples saying, Lord, Everybody is getting touched. Almost to say, what makes you special that you think somebody touched you? But Jesus said, somebody touched me because when they touched me, power left out of me. And I'm coming to try to help somebody out. When you come to church on Sunday morning, Come trying to touch him because when you touch him, power can move from him to you. I'm so happy in the church, y'all, that I can come one way, but when I touch Jesus, 
show up in my life and everything can get better. Yes. Yes. Somebody touch me. And the woman said that she saw that she was not hidden. Uh, I'm imagining how many people in that crowd came to touch Jesus. Because the woman was the only one who said, uh, evidently, he's talking about me. <laughs> Y'all still in the text with me? It says she was not hidden. She said, uh, but came to him trembling and falling down before him, declaring in the presence of all that she had touched him. Let me say this to you too, that if Jesus touched you, tell somebody else. We got too many long ranger, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself too, too many long ranger Christians. Y'all know the Lone Ranger, if it, didn't, if it wasn't for Tonto, he wouldn't be saved half the time. The Lone Ranger wasn't even alone, y'all. He had his faithful friend with him all the time. She, she declared amongst the crowd that she was healed. Remember I told you her suffering didn't lead to shame and she sought the Savior and now she has a place of safety. When the text started, she was just a woman. That, that, that truth of the matter is that when we don't know Jesus, we're just another person in the crowd. trying to get something from him. But when we learn who he is, he'll give us all we need. Uh, Y'all missed it. Just said something right there. If you come trying to get something from Jesus, you just another face in the crowd. But when you come trying to touch and know who he is, he'll give you everything that you need. Jesus never promised us riches, but he did say that I will cover all your needs according to my riches in glory. Is there anybody here that can thank God I might not have all I want, but thank God I got what I need. Uh, somebody need to praise him because you had food on the table this morning. It wasn't eggs and steak, but it was what it needed. Her woman's status is now about to be changed. He said to her, daughter. That, that, That Jesus moves her from the created order of just being in the part of humanity to now being part of the kingdom of God. I wish somebody shout right there. You need to thank God that I ain't just another person in the number 
that I am an heir of salvation. That I've been purchased by God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. And now this is my story. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the old King James does say that she had been made not only well. Uh, don't miss it, y'all. Her blood dried up a couple of verses ago. Jesus when he dries up your disease celebrate him even the more when he makes you part of the kingdom he says daughter your faith has made you well Go in peace. Uh, I wish I had some Bible readers. She not only is well, but now she got peace like a river. Uh, she got peace that passes all understanding. That she just ain't well. She got peace with the holy and righteous God. I'm trying to help somebody uh, come on Sunday morning to get your peace. Y'all know it ain't all better, but I do have peace. And daughter, go in peace. Uh, let's go back to 1800s, y'all. Solomon Northrop, he suffered for 12 long years. And don't you know that God had already equipped him to not only deal with his suffering, but God had equipped him to be in a place of safety. One day while on the job, uh, if you will, uh, his master had to have something built, y'all. And he had another craftsman to come and build the thing he had to be built. And because Solomon had special skills, he was chosen as one of the slaves to help this man build this new structure. And and don't you know it that the man who was going to build the new structure, he didn't like slavery. And not only did he didn't like it, he tried to get the abolition of slavery. And somehow Solomon got close to him one day and they had a conversation. Solomon said that, well, since I'm helping you out here, and since you're wondering where you get where I got my skills from, let me tell you, I ain't been a slave all my life. That I am 
a free man. And because I am a free man, would you mind helping a brother out? Thank God that now woman is a sister in this God sanctum. He said, can you help a brother out? And this man, while he was building, was actually taking letters from Solomon and reaching out all over the country to find out if there were those who knew about him. And one day, one of his letters got to the right person. And don't you know, they got a whole band of folk together to go down to the south to pick Solomon up. Uh, swing down, sweet cherry. And let me ride. Solomon one day got picked up and he actually got to walk out of his 12 years suffering in peace, y'all. I'm trying to help somebody out. I'm just trying to let you know whatever you're dealing with. Whatever you're suffering from, you need to seek out somebody who's got enough on them that can get you to a place of peace. So is there anybody here that can thank God I was a slave? I was a sinner, alone and idle. But, but Jesus, I one day had a touch and a meeting with him, and he made me all right. Is there anybody here that can thank God that I'm no longer suffering with a disease? I am made whole. And is there anybody here that knows that one day he died for you and for me? That if you're suffering with something right now, the word of God has come to let you know that you don't have to suffer any longer. All you have to do is seek the Savior. And in seeking the Savior, you know who he is. And he'll exchange your flow for his own. That there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunge beneath the flood. Lose all their guilty stain.
Bow your heads one moment. This is a serious moment. You've been challenged from heaven. And it would be a shame, it would be a shame to hear from heaven, to be challenged, and walk out without making a decision. If I were you today, I would not let this opportunity pass me by. If I were you today, and I knew that I have not made that choice, have not made that decision right now, is your time. I can't afford to let you walk out of here feeling good and unsaved. So if you're here unsaved, now's your time. If you're here and you don't have a church covering, you need a church. You need to be covered. Y'all be moving right now while the church is praying for you. Come, 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 come. 